Hello everyone, today is June 24th, 2016. I'm your podcast host, client manager John Niggle of InTouch Manufacturing Services. InTouch is an American-owned company headquartered in Shenzhen, China that specializes in everything from quality control product inspections to factory audits, social compliance, and sourcing. My guest today is a fellow client manager. She comes from Gansu, China. She's been with InTouch since 2012. And she has some pretty extensive experience with sourcing as well. Please welcome Crystal Gu. Hello, Crystal. Hi, everyone. I'm Crystal. Nice to meet you. Great. So Crystal's here to talk with me about three reasons a supplier might refuse your business. So we're talking about mostly reasons that an importer's potential suppliers might turn down a request for an order and the reasons for that. So I'm excited about this topic because. Crystal's worked with sourcing. She's dealt with Chinese suppliers before. And I guess a lot of importers, they don't really consider the supplier side of things when they're looking for suppliers. They don't think about, well, this supplier wouldn't want to work with me or wouldn't be able to work with me when they're searching on Alibaba or these kinds of websites. Do you agree with that? Do you think that, you know, that's not something that importers usually consider when they start sourcing projects? I think the importers, they just think from their point of view. They never think about it from the suppliers, the factory side. Okay. Let's talk about the first reason here for why a supplier might refuse your business. And the first one that you mentioned here is small order quantities. Can you tell us a little bit about those and why that would influence suppliers that way? Yeah, sure. Like... For most of the suppliers, they would like to get like big order quantities so they can make like make more profit from it. But like for the factories, there are three different types of factories like in size, like small, medium, and big factories. For the big sized factories, they usually hands like regular orders from their big client and they probably would not accept any small orders unless like the business is low for them or the economic is not as good as before. But for the small and medium-sized factories, they're willing actually accept small order quantities from the client. But with doing small order quantity of orders, they actually, the end goal is to have the client place big orders in their factory. Like or even have regular orders throughout the year. So the, the larger factories are usually the larger suppliers. They're looking to work with steady customers who provide larger quantity orders that want larger quantity orders. And the medium to small suppliers, usually they're more willing to take on small orders because they want to sort of open up to a new market or get a new customer and eventually work their way up to larger orders generally. Is that right? Yeah, correct. Also, for some of the small and medium-sized factories, they sometimes does not have the technique to make like probably high-end quality products. If getting smaller orders will also help them to like improve their quality of the products and helping them build up their internal process. Okay. Yeah, you mentioned too that there's obviously an opportunity cost when a large factory takes on a small order because 
they might have to be occupied for six weeks for an order that is only maybe 10,000 pieces. Whereas if they took a larger order of same or similar product for, you know, 20 or 30,000 pieces, they could be busy during the same time with that and it's more profitable for them. And the other point that you mentioned too is that the solution for smaller importers is often to work with smaller suppliers because they may be more cooperative with meeting their requirements and sticking to deadlines, whereas a larger importer that has a lot of customers and bigger customers, maybe the priority is lower for a small importer. Is that right? Yeah, like for small factories, they will treat every client and their big clients. Even your order quantity is small, but they will treat you as like their high-value client. But for bigger ones, they will prioritize their work. Like they will make the orders for the big big clients first and do the small orders only when not busy season. Okay. Yeah, the second point that you mentioned here is high costs and low margins. How do suppliers use high costs and low margins as a reason to refuse business from an importer? For the smaller factories, they always like put their margin really low in order to make their order more profitable. They will order lots of raw materials in order to make a big order. If they receive a big order from the client, they will make more money out from it. So the margins on the orders are pretty small. That is like the amount of profit that they earn on one piece is pretty small and that they need to produce a high number of those products in order to be profitable. Is that right? Yeah, correct. And I think with the raw materials, you mentioned leather as an example in the article and how a factory might need to order a large quantity so that they can get a good price from their sub-suppliers. And when you're working with something like leather especially, not all of that is going to be used. A lot of times that supplier will cut away the good leather and throw out some of the rest. There may be good leather that they end up not using, but it ends up being wasted material. And with a smaller order, there's you know relatively more waste with that, and that's money that they could have earned from maybe manufacturing more products. Is that right? Yeah, correct. Like take the laser for an example. When they cut the laser, they can do a different like layout or design, a placement of the shape. So they can do less waste for the raw material. But even the factory is bust in thinking to lower the cost. But the employees like in the factory, they are not thinking of this way. So they are still doing the way what they think, which is quick and fast so they can finish the job, but not thinking from the cost point. Okay. So basically with the larger orders, they're able to produce on a mass scale, they can make more money from having more units there. When it comes to raw materials like leather, they can use it more efficiently and that results in less waste and more money saved for the factory. Is that pretty much the good summary of that? Yeah. Uh, So one of the um, points that the factory needs to improve on is to train their workers to acknowledge them um, so the factory can have less waste. Okay. Yeah, I definitely agree that cutting waste and things like lean initiatives can definitely save the factory money and help them to take on some of these smaller importers and still turn a profit. The third reason that you mentioned here for why a supplier might refuse your business is 
insufficient production capability or capacity. So when it comes to a factory's capability or their capacity to manufacture, how does that factor into which customers they will accept? For the factory's capability, most of the factories, they will like accept orders that is within their capability because they do not need to purchase new equipment and to train their employee with like how to operate their equipment. So most of the good factories, they are actually honest about what they can make and what they cannot. But some of the factories might, in order to get your business, they probably say, oh, I can make this and I can do everything for you. But it turned out they actually cannot do what they promised to you. So I think for the ones that sometimes say they can make something or they can fill a certain quantity, but they can't, a lot of them, what do they usually do? They contract to other suppliers who can, or how does that usually work from your experience? Most of the factories, they do subcontractors if they cannot do a certain process inside of their factory. From my experience, most of the factories, they do have their subcontractors. They have their own suppliers, and especially when they cannot do a certain process or they are in busy season, so they cannot make their order. They will just go to their subcontractors to ask help from them. But to use the subcontractor, you cannot control the quality because it's not your factory. Even the main factory's quality is good, but since they are not working with that factory directly, so they cannot control the quality of that. Right. Yeah, I think I've talked with other CMs in other podcast episodes too about how it's really common to use a sub-supplier because a factory needs to get their raw materials or their parts and components from sub-suppliers generally. But for things like what you've mentioned here, where a supplier has told the importer, yes, we can make it for you, we'll do everything, you know, we'll meet your quality requirements, product requirements, and your shipping deadlines and all of that. If they go and use a subcontractor, they go into a sub-supplier and have them do the order, then that importer can't really see what's going on because they're only dealing with that first layer, that first supplier. Is that sort of your main point there? Yeah, correct. And also you cannot like control the shipping date. Like you cannot push the factory because like deliver from the orders from one factory to another will cost time. And also you will probably for the good factories, they might send their QC to inspect the parts that is from a different factory. But I don't think most of the like factories will do this. Right. So it's hard to really be sure about the quality and especially hard for the importer to know the quality and what that's going to be like when it ships. You mentioned that some suppliers can invest in technology or equipment but most of them won't because there's a considerable cost of doing that and also training the workers at the factory to use the new technology or equipment like you mentioned. So what's the solution, I guess? How can an importer sort of verify that a supplier has the capacity and the capability to manufacture the product and the order that they want? The importers actually can do a visit to the factory to actually meet the people is in charge and having them taking you just look around of the facility 
But if you are not here in China, it is quite like difficult because you need to travel from different countries to China, and it will take time. And so probably a third-party inspection company can help you do a service to visit the factory by doing a supply review. Yeah, I think aside from what you mentioned and the inconvenience of having to come to China from another country, I think a lot of Less experienced importers, they may not know what to look for in a factory or how to evaluate a potential supplier. So I think it's helpful to have an experienced third party go in and do an audit, like you said, a supplier review or a similar audit that's based on the ISO 9001 standard, because they can really go in and check quality systems management, and they can check the capacity and make sure that machines are calibrated and they have the right staff and equipment available to actually fulfill that order. So I think that's a good point. So sort of to wrap this up, I think the conclusion for importers is that they should always consider the supplier's point of view, and how does price and quantity affect the types of clients that they take on? Some of the tips that we mentioned here were being reasonable when negotiating, because often quality suffers when you want really low pricing, and also. To audit a potential supplier to be sure they can actually make the product that you say that they say that they can make and fulfill that order. Do you have anything else to add to that? I would like to end that do not push too hard to your factories about the price because if the price is going really low, so probably what you get from the end will have with poor qualities because the cost for the Product is low, so the factory probably will order low quality raw materials, and in order to finish your order, they will do this. So if you push too hard, you probably will not get the best quality from your supplier, or they quoted, or you could not get what you been quoted with the same quality. Okay, yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. That's. Actually, a common mistake that importers make is always pushing too hard on price. And what happens is the supplier needs to something has to give. They need to save money somewhere to remain profitable. And often that means using lower cost and lower quality materials, parts, components for fulfilling that order. So that's a good point. I want to thank Crystal Gu for joining me to talk about these three reasons a supplier might refuse your business. So thank you, Crystal. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, John. And I want to thank our listeners out there for tuning in to today's episode, and remind you guys to check us out on our social media channels: Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter for some daily tips and advice, as well as some industry-related news updates. There, you can also check out our YouTube channel for some on-site inspection videos and some interviews with our client managers here at InTouch. And finally, if you'd like to get in contact with us directly, you can drop us a line on our company website. That is www.intouchquality.com. Thank you.